Hello, listeners. It's your host, Bella, and this is Day Thoughts, a podcast where I break down and share my opinion on deep topics I find myself contemplating throughout the day. Day Thoughts is centered around open conversation and unique perspectives from both myself and guest speakers about various subjects like mental health, spirituality, and self-help. You can expect to see new episodes available for streaming every Friday. For the next six weeks, we will be exploring the topic of self-love in my new series, Loving You. This is episode three. Stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome back. This is week three of my podcast. Oh my gosh, this is the third episode that I've ever recorded. That's just so much fun. Um, So you may notice that my voice is kind of scratchy right now. You may have probably you didn't notice that in the intro because I did like 17 takes to try and like clear my throat but my mom tested positive for COVID this week so prayers for her healing um I am feeling under the weather I'm staying home but it's still too early for me to get tested right now so um we'll see about that fingers crossed but anyways when I recorded the episode um my voice was not like this so luckily it's just gonna be for the introduction that I sound like this um but anyways Today's episode is going to be talking about overcoming insecurity, and I could not have had a better guest speaker joining me today. Um, also, my very first guest speaker, so whoop whoop. Um, but her name is Kaylee Reeves. She is a close friend of mine from high school. She is so just she's such a positive light in this world and she is so open about talking about body positivity and her experiences with mental health. So literally there couldn't have been someone that was better for this episode than her. Um, so if you guys are excited, please like, follow, subscribe, depending on what platform you're listening on. And thank you for all of the support and love. Without further ado, let's jump right in. Are you ready? Whenever you're ready. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Okay. So this is Kaylee. um, And like I said, we're going to be talking about overcoming insecurity today. So hello. Hey, girl. What's up? (laughs) Um, I'm actually pretty glad that we were able to figure this out because it kind of (laughs) took like forever. (laughs) Yeah, like 25 minutes and two different links. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... I forget, like, I don't know. I'm just not good with technology. And that sounds really weird coming from me. Because my generation, I'm supposed to be good at technology. But, like, Mm -hmm. like even when... Because I messaged you and you were like, oh, yeah, I already have, like, my mic and everything. And I was like, (laughs) dad literally had to tell me all of this. Like, I didn't know any of this. (laughs) Dude, I literally, like my brother was just barged into my room before you said, okay, let's start it too. He barged into my room and I was like, I'm about to be on a podcast. And he was like, you want to use the microphone? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Are you using it though? I am. It's right here. Oh, wow. I have a little mic too. It's, like, um, <laughs> it's kind of fun. I've never used one of those. It makes me feel very like business official. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, the audio might sound different. You guys may notice that just because we are, trying something completely different. Usually it's just me and my mic and it's directly from my voice. So this time it's like a video thing. So we're trying this out. Um, bear with us. (laughs) There's been technical mistakes. So we're just going to kind of move past that. Um, but anyway, I honestly think that like of all the people that I've met, you're one of the realest people I know, just because you're so open about expressing what you're feeling and everything. And I just, 
like honestly that made you perfect for this just because insecurities are not easy to talk about I don't think like no, it can be it's hard. really hard because I, fe- I feel like when I was like at my peak of it like everyone's so judgmental yeah. or they're just like giving you fake compliments so they don't have to talk to you about your feelings so it is hard to open up about this kind of stuff but honestly like I appreciate you being willing to talk about this because that takes mm-hmm. a lot and you're not in it alone so don't worry <laughs> um but I guess I guess we can just jump right into it if you're ready I'm ready <laughs> okay, cool um so you've obviously been open about struggling with insecurities in the past so my question is you know what things do you feel like you struggled with the most yeah so from like Mm, probably like first grade to fifth grade I was like the shortest skinniest little twig on the planet and but that's how everyone else around me was but then I reached fifth and sixth grade when like puberty hit and I started um filling out (laughs) I guess is the right way to say it I was no longer um skinny because I I well I'm gonna be honest, I grew boobs. <laughs> and then after that, I had a, I started having a gut and my legs got bigger. And like, um, at the school that we went to, we were just surrounded by girls that had like perfect bodies. And it was just, it was hard to adjust to it. And I felt like I was, I w- I thought I was fat. I and looking back now, I'm like, girl, you were not that. <laughs> and honestly, I think that's the thing because you mentioned like going to a school where girls had perfect bodies. I don't think it was just like our school. I think no matter where you are, like you're always going to be kind of comparing yourself to somebody else. And like, I think that that's kind of what kind of what the world like tells women to do is like compete with each other and not build each other up and not be positive about like, no matter what your body type is, no matter what you look like, or you know what I mean? Like, I feel like all women should be building each other up and not like competing with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that society just pushes this perfect body. But like some people, like for me, I used to be like, oh my gosh, like my hips, like what's the deal? Like sometimes I put on like high-waisted jeans, they would literally break, like the buttons would pop off. And I was like, dude, (laughs) what's going on? Like, I, I didn't understand it. And then I realized like, those are my bones. Like I can't, I can lose as much weight as I want. Yeah. I, I will never be able to fit into these pants because my bones physically are too wide. And like some people's bodies just have to fill out correctly or else you don't look healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I feel like when we were growing up, like all the actresses, all the models, like no one was like, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. Very little representation. They weren't supporting like different body types. Yes. They were like, if you want to be famous, if you want this, you want that, you have to look mm-hmm. like this or yes. you're out of luck. So mm-hmm. growing up, I didn't see like celebrities, singers, actors, actresses. They didn't have my body type because that's not what um, Hollywood was pushing so I didn't see that and anytime I did it was like this girl in the corner that was getting made fun of for being fat and like how am I supposed to react to that Mm -hmm. yeah like if your body type was represented it was not in a positive way Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I think that that's ridiculous because like legitimately everybody's body is built differently like there are some people that can work out and eat one calorie a day and they'll never look like somebody else because they're 
bone structure physically doesn't support that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like your body's beautiful. My body's beautiful. And so are other girls' bodies, whether they're skinny or, you know, it doesn't matter. Like truthfully, I just wish that that message was passed on more at to girls mm-hmm. that are like, Ooh, voice crack. <laughs> to girls that are like a younger age. I feel like it's like, you kind of figure these things out a little bit as you get older, but when you're growing up, it's like everybody's story is hating themselves and then really like loving themselves. And yeah. nobody starts off just loving themselves from day one. Yeah. And that's, that's horrible. And they are doing a better job at it. But at the same time, I also feel like every time they do have a girl who's um, like fuller or bigger, it's always centered around them wanting to be different, wanting to change. Yes, and It's yes. never just them being a character that's totally fine with who they are. And they don't exactly. question it because they know they're beautiful. Yes, I complete. That's so true. That is like the realest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned, so it was definitely your body type that you struggled with loving. Yes. Was there another insecurity or was that kind of just like the main one? Well, it was the main one and it did affect other things because, you know, mm-hmm. once you get bigger, um, like in your body, it gets to your chin and your face. So I had like eight chins and that's great. <laughs> But it it was mostly that for when it like reached its peak. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Was there like, obviously society standards didn't help. The very little positive representation did not help either. But what would like other factors, I guess, that made it harder for you to overcome that insecurity and learn to love yourself for who you were? Hmm. The, the hardest part really, like I struggled with it. Um, upper elementary middle school like it was hard and then like eighth grade that's when I started liking boys and wanting to you know do <laughs> that's where that I met my fiance was eighth grade <laughs> no Bella oh my gosh <laughs> I met him there too thank you <laughs> but and so in eighth grade I had a crush on someone and he showed me attention and it was so great and then another girl came along and he just He was just over it. Like we weren't like officially talking. We weren't dating. So he just kind of put his attention somewhere until a better offer came along. And it didn't help that it was, you know, this, this blonde, skinny girl from a different school. And then, so that was a really low point too, but it wasn't the lowest because I got into high school and that's when I got into my first relationship. And the only reason we were in a relationship is because he gave me attention that no other guy was giving me. And that's, that was the lowest point I got to when I was in that relationship. It was most of high school. And I felt like even though he was giving me attention, he was calling me beautiful. I could have done better someone's knocking at my window <laughs> what <laughs> we love Christine <laughs> hold on you're good we'll edit that part out don't worry That's yeah fine. yeah so he was giving me attention and he was calling me beautiful but I still felt like I wasn't good enough like I was gonna get replaced by someone better and so I stopped eating as much I wasn't taking care of myself at all all I worried about was working out and staying in shape. And so I wasn't eating like I was supposed to. And I 
like hit rock bottom. I was so, I, it looked so unhealthy looking back now. Like back then I was like, Oh, finally I'm beautiful. I'm how I'm supposed to be. And it's just, it's so hard to look at those pictures because I look so unhealthy. I look so unhappy. And a lot of people didn't notice that I was unhappy because I'm a happy person. I put that on when I'm around people. Cause when I see someone who's in a bad mood, I'm like, okay, it's their turn to be in a bad mood. I'll make them feel better. So yeah. And then the worst, like the worst it ever got was when I got cheated on. It Mm. was the hardest because it takes so long to like get to a point where like, I am worth it and I do deserve to be happy. And then it just, crashed and I was in a close relationship with both of them and that was just so hard for me and that definitely was the lowest point I've ever been in when it came to self-esteem when it came to all of my insecurities they just all came bubbling to the surface and it was it was horrible (laughs) that's no I mean that I think the thing that was kind of highlighting like in my brain when you were talking was you know, creating a version of you that somebody else loves, not being the you that you love. And I think it's like when you try to structure yourself around somebody else's wants and somebody else's desires for how you should look or how you should act. For me, it was mostly like my biggest insecurities had a lot to do with what was inside. Like I felt like people just didn't like me for me. Like my personality wasn't enough or I was boring or I was this or I was that. And so feeling like that just kind of made me want to put on this front where it's like, I'll just be likable to everybody. But then when people started liking me, it actually made me feel worse because I was like, wow, I've successfully put on this face that people like and they didn't like me. And it's all the more like it just goes to show that people didn't like me for who I was. And now they like Mm -hmm. me for who I'm pretending to be. And I thought that would make me feel better, but it actually just made me feel worse. Yeah. That I totally get that. And it's so hard because when you get out of high school, you just, you're like, no one cares what you're like. If you're fun and you make them feel better, they'll be your friend. Yeah. And like, it's not about what you wear or what you look like. It's literally yeah. just you and how you make yes. other people feel. Yes, I agree. That's like people remember the most about you, the way that you make them feel. That's what they like the most about you. And not like how you look or how, you know, anything like that. And I think that that you mentioned graduating high school because in high school, you're surrounded by a number of people and you don't get to pick and choose who that is. But when you're out in the, in the world, there's, there's dozens of people that are attracted to someone like you, whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, in like a romantic relationship or just like a friendship, they're just attracted to your essence, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) you have the same select few. And if you do one thing, or if you have one bad interaction, you can be written off for the rest of your time there. You know, I, it's hard. Um, but like you mentioned how your insecurities impacted your self-love for sure. It made you feel depressed. You weren't able, you didn't have a good relationship with food, which that's really sad because food is like, food is delicious. I'm (laughs) fasting with my church right now. And I didn't realize how close the line between like and love was. (laughs) But now that I can't eat bread, (sighs) bread, I miss bread. I can't have flour. 
And I love bread. It's right there on the like. I don't love bread. I love God and people and nothing else. But I really <laughs> like bread. <laughs> um, I was obsessed with half and half as a kid. Like I was the kid that would stash those little cups that you get for like like at a restaurant. Oh. I would just down those things like they were shot. And then I found out I was lactose intolerant. And I was like... <laughs> I learned to love oat milk shots. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Me but and my no. brother would do that too. <laughs> really? Yeah. I feel like there was that, that and the kids that stashed eggs. And I did that too. <laughs> I just, I don't know why I loved eggs. But anyway, that's so random. But um, so how else did these insecurities like impact your life? Did they affect your relationships and friendships or... Yeah, it did, it did get to the point where um, one of my best friends, she wouldn't tell me how she felt about my relationship because I just wasn't listening. And I so people started drifting away from me friendship wise because I wasn't being myself. And they were like, this is not my friend, Kaylee. I don't want to be around her. She's and it it that's was the worst part that it changed who I was. Like I wasn't happy all the time. I was worried about what he was thinking, what he wanted me to do, all that stuff. And suddenly I wasn't living for me. I was living for him to please him, to make him better. And it's so hard because I could have had, I could be in such a better relationship with God right now. But because I was so focused on him, I wasn't focused on myself. And like looking back, I needed a relationship with God before I had a relationship with anyone else. Right. And that is the one thing I would change, working on myself before I started working in a relationship, because that's not how relationships function. <laughs> that's not how. And I think definitely for romantic relationships, that pressure is there. But I also think in friendships, like if you're pressured to do things that you're not comfortable doing, if you're pressured to act like you're not, like you don't act like that at home or dress a certain way or, you know, change things about yourself to fit in. Those are not friends. Those are people that you are trying to blend in with. And at the end of the day, even if you're successful, even if you achieve blending in, you know, you ultimately don't earn the satisfaction of surrounding yourself with people that just love you for who you are. And it doesn't matter what kind of day you're having, you can just be yourself and those people will be there regardless. And that Mm -hmm. to me is priceless. I would rather have just one friend like that than have seven friends that are there for me at my best and aren't there for me at my worst, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have a huge list of like friends, but I have really close friends that genuinely like being around me for me because in high school, I wanted everyone to like me and everybody did. <laughs> came from all my insecurity. I just wanted right. everyone to be my friend. I wanted everyone to like me. And because of that, and because people saw that they used it yes, for their own benefit. Yeah. And I feel like I have so much more to offer in a friendship and a relationship, but I was never given the chance to do that because they were like, okay, she'll just pretend to be our friend. And when we need, we need her, we'll include her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which did not help the insecurities, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, I can see why. Yeah. But getting away from that and becoming more me than I ever have been like 
I know who my real friends are because they don't care what I look like. They don't care what I wear. They just want to be around me and I want to be around them. And that's the best relationships you could ever have. Yes, I completely agree. And that was kind of what I was going to ask you was like, so when, like, obviously you kind of reached rock bottom, you were starting to lose your friends, you were starting to lose yourself. And so at what point, like, what was it that kind of started to turn you around and started to help you love yourself again? So it was the end of my, it was the end of my relationship. I had just realized that I was so worried about him getting hurt in our relationship that I didn't realize that I was hurting myself because of it. Wow. So I had reached this point where I was like, this is not a healthy relationship for either of us because he was so focused. Like he thought that he could only be a Christian with me Mm. and he could only focus on that. And so he, he wasn't himself either because he was so focused on being the person I wanted him to be, which I didn't even realize I was doing. Wow. And that's I'm not going to say one was better or worse because we were both changing each other and we weren't the people we were supposed to be because of that. Right. And I just, when I got out of that relationship, I was like, I'm done with relationships with guys. I'm going to work on friendships. I'm going to work on myself. And I worked on my relationship with God. I joined the praise team at our our school and I (laughs) I miss yeah and just I surrounded myself with people that made me feel better like you and my friend Mariah and because I remember this one day during praise band practice we had had like got jumped and they were like we need you guys to do praise and worship today and we were like what yeah and I had on this huge jacket it was my dad's jacket that was like a 3x and I had this messy butt on. I didn't put any makeup on. And we were standing there practicing before we did it. And I was like, if I knew we were going to on this stage, I would have looked better today. And you were like, you look amazing. Don't worry about what everyone is thinking of you and what you're wearing because you're amazing and you're up here to worship God. And that has always stuck with me and it always will. Well, you do, to be fair, I was not lying to you. Your messy buns are always perfect. (laughs) That I strive to achieve that. But it is true. I mean, and I wasn't just saying that to you because like I'm all knowing. I was saying that to you vicariously like through myself too Mm because I had to remind myself of that. And like I would always, sometimes I'd be up there and I'm like in the middle of a worship song, I'm like, ooh, like does my hair look okay? And then I'd be like, yeah. are you for real right now? You're worried about your hair. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, there were tons of times where you did the same thing for me, where I would mm-hmm. point out something that I was insecure about that day. And you were like, dude, I didn't even notice. I promise you, nobody else noticed either. Mm-hmm. Like, get over yourself. <laughs> like, I needed get that. Get over it. You're gorgeous. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, somebody needs someone else that'll just be real with them. Be like, dude, you're really just overanalyzing yourself. And you did that yeah. to me a lot. And it was like very beneficial to me. It also kind of showed me that I was kind of being vain and I needed to just like relax. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. But <laughs> um, yeah, I went through this point where I stopped wearing face makeup because I was like, 
I am so reliant on makeup that I think I can't be beautiful without it. So the whole, our whole senior year, I did not put any face makeup on. The only time I put face makeup on was for homecoming and prom. I didn't notice. Like if I'm being honest. I did. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't notice what that's ironic though. Cause that's literally what we're saying. Like we make these changes about ourselves for ourselves and other people don't mm-hmm. notice because they weren't analyzing us that closely to begin with, you know what yeah, I mean? Which is like the worst part. Cause in our heads, we're like, Oh my gosh, they're talking about me. They think I'm ugly. Oh yada, yada, yada. And they're really sitting there like, Oh my gosh, we had homework last night. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly, dude. I wrote a poem about that. I was like, dude, I'm literally convincing myself that these people are talking about me. And even if they are, like, they're not talking to me about it. So why do I care? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, anyway, the cheesiest quote I know is if someone's saying something behind your back, that's exactly what, let me try that again. That's exactly where they're supposed to be behind you. Mm-hmm. I was like, Dang. oh, that's good. I, I, know. <laughs> I know. Um, But I did want to ask you just because we went through that, you know, and it's like not easy to talk about, but it's like, you know, what is your relationship with your insecurities now? Honestly, I think about them every once in a while. Like when I want to try on, try this new look that everyone's doing, I'll try it. I'm like, oh, that doesn't work for my body. Cause like everyone's into like the skin tight stuff. And I'm like, I am not comfortable in that. Like I've never been comfortable with that. And just, When it comes to like maturing and all of those things, you just have to realize that their bodies are different. Your bodies are different. Some things are going to look better on different people. And that's just how it is. And that's why there's so many different like types of clothing and types of styles. And right, uh, it's just something I had to figure out that I, I looked good in certain things and certain things I just shouldn't pull off. And well, it's, it's like, not to it's, say that you should limit yourself. Right. Yes. But just finding what you feel beautiful in mm-hmm. and how you feel the most beautiful because it's, I talked to this with a whole bunch of kids uh, on Sunday. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. It'll never matter what you right. look like because in the end, we're temporary. Our bodies are temporary. Yes. And as long as your spirit and your heart is beautiful, that's what's going to matter. Right. And And going back to talking about clothing, like if it wasn't made for you, why does it come in your size? You know what I mean? Like if it comes in your size, you can wear it. It's legal. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I really love how open you are about body positivity and how every size is beautiful because Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not a skinny, skinny girl, but I'm not, you know, a girl who's fuller and I'm just kind of in the middle. And I've always kind of wrestled with that a little bit because I'm like, I don't know what group I fit into. I don't know what to categorize myself as, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's just it. I'm not in a category. I'm yeah, just none of us are in a category. And that is the hardest part is that we put ourselves in these boxes and we're like we are so much more than this little square that we've put ourselves in we could do so much more we're just too afraid to explore it yes oh my gosh yes and I think like we're talking a lot about physical insecurities but I think there's just so many insecurities that hold us back from being everything that we could be everything that God could use us to be Mm -hmm. and looking back at all my missed opportunities, it just makes me sad, but it also 
kind of is just humbling to me because I'm like that that's how it can be if Mm -hmm. I don't just look at myself and love myself and be okay with who I am then this is how it's going to be for me because that's how it was in the past and that could easily happen again so it's like I have to stay on track you know what I mean I have to every single day remind myself that I'm beautiful and remind other women that they're beautiful and I don't tell other guys that they're handsome but you know what I mean it's like we're all made exactly the way we're supposed to be and we're not the same for a reason you know yeah and like you said to like veer away from physical stuff like for a really long time I like just kept who I am from people because I've been called weird I've been called loud I've been just made fun of for my personality but then there's people who are like you literally just went through this horrible thing and you're still smiling and you're still checking on me and you're still making me feel better. And it's those people that made me realize that even though they think I'm weird and they call me weird, it's not for them to say because there are people that need me in their lives exactly Mm -hmm. who I am. And if I'm trying to be what someone else wants me to be, then I can't be the person I'm supposed to be. Oh my gosh. Yes. Copy and paste. I completely Copy agree with that. Put it I, <laughs> I totally agree with that. I think that that's just so true. So then I kind of wonder, like, what is your advice to people who struggle with things that you struggled with? Like, what would your advice be to someone that's asking you, okay, I want to be like you. What do I do? Stop caring what the world thinks because we are not going to be in this world forever. Mm-hmm. Our eternity is in heaven. And if you're confident and who you are in Christ, then nothing can stand in your way and nothing can make you feel less because you realize that your whole world is centered around a person that perfectly created you, that was praying for you when he was about to get beat and hung and killed. Yes. Because he didn't care about himself. He cared about us and what we were going to become because he already knew his plans for us. So he wasn't worried about himself and we shouldn't be worried either because we are created perfectly exactly how we're supposed to be at the exact time we're supposed to. Yes. And surround yourself with people who embrace every part of you. Mm -hmm. They'll call you out when you're not, you know, when you suck, (laughs) but they don't tear you down and they don't make you feel like you're not enough or like you have to be somebody else or something else to fit in or be on their level. Cause mm-hmm. there is no levels. There is no such thing as out of someone's league. There is no such thing as a one or a 10. We mm-hmm. are all tens. We're all in each other's league because we're all in the same basket. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're all on earth. If there was some people that were out of other people's leagues, they wouldn't be on the same planet. You know what yeah. I mean? That's my opinion. I just thought of the vine, but but that's my opinion. And I, I think that, you know, the sooner we all realize that it's not a competition, there is no such thing as perfection. Mm -hmm. We can all just start to embrace who we are and uplift each other and just achieve self-love. That's that's the goal at the end of the day, you know? But honestly, thank you for this. This was such a good conversation. I'm so glad that we're friends. I'm glad that I have you in my life. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank you for opening up about something that's not easy to talk about. It definitely takes a lot of strength for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard. But like, this doesn't feel like opening up. It feels like just me talking to a friend. 
And that's what's so great about our relationship. Like, it doesn't matter where we are in life or what's going on. We'll or just whether we can hear each other or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, we can literally just text each other and be like, I need to be uplifted and I need some help. And we can just rely on each other for that. And I think that's so special. And that's why we were sent to the same school, why we were put in each other's <laughs> lives. It's all yes. a part of the plan. <laughs> I completely agree with that. And I hope that you will join me again because that would be fun. And exactly. now that we know how to make it work. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess that kind of just wraps up today. All right. <laughs> well, if you have a little parting message. Don't be insecure. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That just kind of <laughs> Overcome your insecurities. <laughs> yes, that's better than mine. Pretend I didn't do that. <laughs> but yes. Um, so next week, I'm actually going to be talking about um, the do's and don'ts of confidence. Like what does healthy confidence look like? And I should be having another guest speaker. This was a good trial run for sure. I think it went well. Um, and anyway, I'm just really excited. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and, um, I will see you again next week. Bye. Bye.